With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. What we do in life echoes in eternity. Benga here. Wanted to give you an extended intro into our show for today. I've always dug that song. It's called Now We Are Free. It's by Hans Zimmer. Uh, he composed the music. The lyrics is Lisa Gerard. She's out of Australia. Beautiful song. Again, it's called Now We Are Free. And you may have heard me uh, uh, under the music, or was it over the music, uh, talking about that will be the song for DRC. I know it's been a while. Uh, today was a, it was a is a good day, any day alive and above ground. It's a great day. Uh, I had my photo shoot finally taken today. Uh, my good friend of mine is named Patrick from Boston. Know each other for a couple of years. Haven't seen each other in a couple of years. Is actually out here in Los Angeles. So you know, he did some shoots, some shots of me, three different looks. Uh, before my portal for SaeedDeBenga.com. That's about since Akinlana out there in New York. Good friend of mine. Keep saying, you know, she's kind of like my, uh, how you say, my uh, hidden partner. She made a she made a point that uh, folks may not know how to spell my name, so let me spell that for you: S A I D, D S and David I, B I N G A. That's S A I D, D S and David I, B as and Bob I, N as and Nancy, G as and George A. And I'll be SaeedDeBinga.com. I'll have the photos up probably, hopefully, by the end of this coming week. A lot of things have been going on, but first off, I hope you guys out there are doing well, particularly my listeners out there in the Northeast. I understand there's a couple of blizzards coming through, those people in, North, in uh, New England. A couple of winter storms have been coming through, a lot of snow, a lot of wind, a lot of rain. It was actually uh, very interesting. Well, they go the sirens again, but again, they're not after me. It's been very interesting. I just have to let them pass. Make sure they're not chasing me first. Let me get my uh, suitcase ready just in case. Okay, they didn't stop. They're going. They're still going by. Um, it's been really cold out here in L.A. These lot, right, guys? I got people sitting around me as I do this broadcast. I mean, I mean, like cold leather jackets, trench coats, breath in the morning. I mean, you can see your the mist of your breath when you talk. It's been about forty degrees. I feel like I was in Boston. We just, we just needed some snow and some like really cold air, you know, blowing through the, the city buildings. 
So my folks in Boston, my folks in New York, my folks on the East Coast, my folks in Canada, my folks where it is freezing right now, I hope you're doing well. Today's show, something very interesting happened this week, two incidents actually. Today's uh, show segment is entitled Rick Warren and Ben Affleck. Rick Warren is the pastor of Saddlebrook Church out here in Orange County, that's south of L.A. He has been uh, chosen by President-elect Barack Obama to give the invocation at President-elect Obama's inauguration. Conversely, Ben Affleck, actor from Boston, Academy Award winner along with Matt David for Good Will Hunting, came out years ago, starring Warren Williams. He just released he just released a short film he directed called Gimme Shelter. Uh, the song is uh, by the Rolling Stones, and he did the movie to raise awareness for a condo. Now I come back to Rick Warren that I know a lot of people have issues with him and they love his book. I believe it's called the the Purpose Life. It's about you know your destiny in life, so like that. Very popular, hugely successful. Um, he's also best friends with Paul Kagame, president of Rwanda. And the disappointing thing is, to me, when I first saw the announcement, I was just very disappointed in President-elect Obama and his decision to to select a man who's good friends with somebody that's basically the mastermind behind the annihilation of the Congolese in Eastern Congo. I'm not saying that Mr. Warren, Pastor Warren, doesn't say good things in his service. I understand he's ultra-conservative from what I hear. Uh, there are things he's for and things he's against. Uh, those subject matters aren't for this show today. My concern and focus is that I've seen several literature online and heard this in a discussion where people are saying there are people out there that should put pressure on Kagami that has Paul Kagami's ear. And often I've seen Rick Warren's name mentioned. So I was asking myself, so Rick Warren best friends with Paul Kagame. Paul Kagame, who Rick Warren says is a is a man of God. It's going to be given the inauguration at President elect Barack Obama's it's going to be given the invocation at Barack Obama's inauguration. The question becomes and you know, I haven't met the future the next president will anything be said about Congo? Will either one of them say to Kagame, you've been killing enough, it's time to pull out because otherwise there's going to be repercussions and we won't be able to help you. Maybe they won't say anything along those lines. I don't know. But you have to wonder that, you know, I want to upload to the blog. I'm going to start filling up the blog with images and other uh, items. There's a picture of Paul Kagame dancing with Rick Warren while surrounded by... And I know people are going to think, oh, here we go, we're going to be racist, anti-Tussie, and hate-rated. No, it's not about that. It's that Rick Warren, this picture was taken recently with Paul Kagame, is dancing in the middle of a circle while somebody stands in the background. Could you imagine a photo of myself being taken with Adolf Hitler or Himmler or Gerbo, if I pronounce that last name correctly? If I mispronounce the last name, I apologize. Can you imagine me taking a photo with them dancing at the height of a Holocaust? Ask yourself that question. What message am I saying about how I feel about the Holocaust? Now, maybe Rick Warren did say something to Kagame. Kagame said, screw you. We're taking care of business here. You need to focus on the Bible. We don't know. I wasn't there. You weren't there. But you wonder if the people that were hoping would advocate on DRC's behalf aren't interested in doing so if it means they'll get more souls for Christ or any other religion, what have you. I want you to think about that. Ben Affleck, I saw the video. 
I applaud him for doing it. I know he wants to raise awareness for Congo. It's very well put together, good cutting, good editing. They had a preview. Preview? No, they had the premiere. Excuse me, I had a yawn there. My fault. They had a premiere at the United Nations in New York. I, I don't know when, but I know it was some time ago. Watching the video, my question is, I want, as a great job as it is, exactly what awareness is it raising? Because there's nothing mentioned about the Rwandans in the country who are murdering people or the Ugandans. It just further illustrates, it just further solidifies or goes to the extent of having the possibility to have people feel that it's just a bunch of refugees living in horrible situations. When you hear his words, he talks about, you know, we want, we've shown people their dignity, who, whose villages or, or cities or towns are being uprooted and they're forced to live in these, you know, hard conditions. Well, why not say why they were forced to move to these hard conditions? Why not say why they were uprooted? Because of the fighting. Led by Nkunda, who's supported by Rwanda. And this being the year coming to an end shortly, our next show is not going to be about Congo. It's going to be about our holidays. It's going to be about the holidays. Because you remember I've been saying for some time since our first show that I want to do other things besides just talking about DRC. Not that it's not dear to my heart, but there are other things out there in the world, other perspectives I want to talk about. Uh, I met a young lady today who's Canadian, an actress from Canada, uh, Canadian, uh, right? And we talk about the show, and hopefully I can get her on air. She has some interesting points. So those are the things I want to do. Next show, next Saturday, 2.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 2.30 p.m. And that's going to be our year-end show, the review, reflection, and moving forward. Now, back to Give Me Shelter. So, again, there's no mention of Rwanda being behind the support of Nkunda. There's no mention of Nkunda. There's no mention of anything except showing more African people living in dire situations. That's not cool. So my question to you folks is, will either help Congo? Will Rick Warren being good friends with Pakagami and obviously now good friends with President-elect Barack Obama, will that relationship help Congo? And will Ben Affleck's short film called Gimme Shelter, will that raise awareness of what's going on in Eastern Congo? I want you to think about that. Anything else going through your mind? We'll leave some music here, and we'll come back. Talk to you later.
think is if Congo is a woman, that's probably what she'd be singing. I'm alone. You know, great song by Roger Sanchez, outstanding DJ, been in the game for years. Uh, the Europe, name the songs alone. And I think that's how Congo feels sometimes. And I think that's how the Congolese sometimes feel, often feel, that they're alone in this struggle, that they're fighting a battle because everybody's making so much money. Everybody's making such a great living off the suffering in Eastern Congo. So we're our friends, callers, you out there. You want to call in? Let me hear your opinion. Let me hear your voice. 646-595-2892. 646-595-2892. You can also chat with me. Come in live. Go to the home page. Click on chat. You can send your questions that way. Save yourself. Save yourself phone minutes. So, folks, the question is, will it raise awareness? You want to give my opinion? No. <laughs> Not the kind of awareness that Congo needs right now. The main issue is the invasion and the exploitation. Showing people hiking up the street with all their belongings for too many people, that's just how they feel Africans are existing anyway. A lot of people, I read this somewhere, a lot of people find it really hard to believe that the victims of genocide in Rwanda are causing genocide to the level of an extermination in Eastern Congo. A lot of people, I feel, cannot believe that the very group of people, especially if they were Rwandans, focusing on the Tutsi. I feel a lot of people really having a hard time believing that the folks that were victims of genocide are actually committing genocide and extermination in Eastern Congo. Hence, this silence like a church mouth syndrome that you're seeing right now, where people just aren't saying it. I'm not saying people aren't advocating, people aren't protesting, people aren't trying to get the word out. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is that on the higher level, there seems to be this no-fly zone over Rwanda, over Kagame. You know, Kagame, an English-speaking Tutsi who grew up in exile, who when he led the RPF on their invasion of Rwanda after he orchestrated the plane being shot down, let's get it right now. He's indicted, and some of his people are indicted for that. There's obviously little websites that keep saying that saying a, mis a, a, a mysterious assailant shot the plane down. This guy runs for office in the last election, and he gets 94.3% of the vote of Rwanda, in Rwanda. And some people had the nerve, probably joking, to say, we noticed there were some voting irregularities. If I can break it down to you, the Tutsi are, uh, are approximately 13% of the population of Rwanda. The Twa are a smaller percentage, I believe. The English component of Tutsi in Rwanda is smaller than that. So basically, Kagame is a minority within a minority of the Tutsi population. So the question becomes, how is it possible he gets 94.3% of the vote? That bit in Zimbabwe, they'd say Mugabe had the polls rigged. We need to get rid of him. We're going to put sanctions on, on, on Zimbabwe, on Harare. And that's it. The guy got to go. In Rwanda, he gets 94.3% of the vote, Paul Kagame. People say, well, there may be some voting irregularities. Even if the, the Hutus that liked Kagame voted, there's no way he gets 94.3%. Now, maybe Ben Affleck, who I appreciate the fact he did give me shelter because he didn't have to do it, but he wanted to do it. He wanted to get involved. But what happens is, what too often happens is that too many people, when they want to get involved, they don't talk to the people that can tell them exactly what's going on. They talk to the people whose career is, is being extended by the conflict, whose resume is getting longer by the conflict, whose CV is getting more detailed by the conflict. They're not talking to Nita or someone like that that can say, look, here's what the situation is, all right? These guys want, want to exploit Congo. The main perpetrator right now is the Rwandan government who is supporting Paul uh, uh, in General Nkunda. Yeah, people in Kinshasa supporting the yellow militias, the FDLR and other people. 
basically what comes down to is If we can just get the people out of the Eastern Congo, then the people of Congo can benefit from the riches. That's all that's going on. That's all that's being asked. That's what's going on. Then Africa is not talking to those people. He's talking to those people who are saying the Hutu who committed genocide and are hiding in Rwanda and Eastern Congo. Those are the problems. And things like that. So that's what's going on. So I don't think either is going to help Congo. So all we can do again is applaud the fact that Ben took the time to direct. It's not easy to direct. Let me tell you, I directed a short film a little while ago. It's not easy to direct. Who knows what may come of it, though? Someone may see it. It may spark a mind. It may test somebody. I think it's at 11,000 viewings on YouTube. We don't know who it might help. So never, don't get the impression. Don't you know, walk away saying, he's knocking down Ben Affleck now. What does this guy want? No. We don't know who this may help give me shelter video. We don't know who it may touch. Who may see it and say, hey, wow, look what's going on. We got to make a difference. We got to literally raise awareness that how they get in the situation in the first place. Why are there 40,000 rapes? Why is there almost 8 million dead? Why haven't we heard about this? Well, you know, someone has to be touched that way. Ben, I don't think, understands the, 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 the scenario of what's going on at that level. I think he's focusing on people living in dignity and all that stuff, blah, blah, blah. I'm focused on how they end up in that situation in the first place because I remember being back in Congo. This, we didn't have this problem with the Kivus. You, no one was starving like that. You had your killings here and there. Don't get me wrong now. You had your political arrest here and there. Now, don't get me wrong. But we didn't see wholesale slaughter extermination. The most reason I can remember is the Baluba when Mobutu, the, the late dictator, inside the people of Katanga to turn on the, on the Baluba because he wanted to create distraction from his own policy. So, folks, what's going on? Call in 646-595-2892. 646-595-2892. What's going on? What is happening out there? I don't know. I really don't know. Let's take a little uh, a, a different turn here for a second, if I may. I'm going to play a song here and dedicate this to all the listeners out there who's online. And I can see you online. I can see you. We have about 190 people. Let's pretend we're in Miami right now where it's nice and toasty and warm. I think it's about good 80 degrees, wind blowing. <laughs> so... Let's pretend we're in Miami and look out your window, see some palm trees and sands, you have your little Mai Tai or non-alcoholic beverage, and let's pretend we're down there in Miami. Stevie V, where you at? Can't play any more music. Can't play any more music. Not now. We'll, we'll, we'll close it out with some music. <laughs> 
Oh, come on. I know you want to play that song again, but, you know, we have to think about our listeners who are out there in Miami, out there, who's out there, you know, the toasty sun, give them some music. And we have to do that for our listeners up there in the Northeast who are freezing right now. And actually some of the people who are freezing down here in Los Angeles. So we have 34 minutes left. Uh, you already know what song this out with, but let's dedicate the remaining 30 minutes here to originationinc.org. That's O-R-I-G-I-N-A-T-I-O-N, Inc. That's I-N-C dot org. That's Origination Inc. O-R-I-G-I-N-A-T-I-O-N-I-N-C dot org. Organization out there in Boston, founded in 1994 by Miss Shaumba Yandra Debinga. Yes, the name is similar because she's my younger sister. Still going strong after 10 years. Um, Musao Masenga is part of that. Uh, Musao Masenga also has Masenga Management. And one of her clients, Shaumba, little Shaumba, is on the cover of, I believe, a Play School box. It is so beautiful. I'm, you know what? I may upload that later on so you can see it. I am so proud. So we have Congolese out there in the cut now. The next generation doing making their moves in media. So congratulations to little Shaumba. She's on the cover of, of I believe the game is a play school game. Uh, she's also my niece. So hey, you know she looks good and she's smart. Um, also Mwadi Bajimba. She has Bajimba Consulting. She's along with, with our, our, our origination. Does I believe the business affairs. Um, Musao does the management. Coming on Pata, the Benga. Still a newlywed. I don't think it's been a year since the wedding. I think in April will be a year. He's involved. He teaches martial arts there. Omekongo performs there. O-M-E-K-O-N-G-O. Omekongo.com. My other younger brother. He does spoken word. Check out his site. I believe they had a show recently. I'm not too sure. They always have a holiday show. And let me tell you. They put on a show where you think you're watching Lion King. I mean, it's that detailed, it's that intense, it's that heavy. But during the show, they always talk about what's going on with the people. What's going on with the people? Back home in the community of Congo and here in the community of Congo. So, in fact, you know what I'm going to do? Let me give you some uh, Welcome to the Congo by Ome Congo Dibinga. Welcome to the Congo where they play your slay And politicians robbing like every day For their diamonds and gold, timber and oil Can't forget the cold thing you'll find in your cell phone and PlayStation Yo, it's a crazy situation, but since y'all don't get it Let me give an explanation See, the Congo's so poor because it's so rich All the minerals in the whole world, they want it That's why you don't see it on the daily news Cause you'd be outraged if you saw the abuse Like one Tanamo talk like Geronimo Pratt's son In hopes that we can see some action last yeah, it was only covered by Anderson Cooper But I guess you have something else to do, bruh The five nights it aired from 10 to midnight Maybe if it was on Oprah, you'd have seen it ride But old cover the Congo in 2005 Had Lisa Ling live on the scene, no lie Said the violence here is the world's big secret It was shown in broad day, but I guess you didn't peep it Yeah, yeah, this is for Patrice Mumba, Dr. Devinga Wasai, Dr. Delayla Wakabongo Anybody out there fighting for the Congo to be free, yo, let's go! Welcome to the Congo where they play your slave And the dying like every day For all the jewelry we buy in the USA sun And families, they don't stop breathing in the morning Welcome to the Congo where they play your slave And the folks dying like every day For all the jewelry we buy in the USA sun And families, they don't stop breathing in the morning See, I've been talking about this since I was eight years old Before Yay rolled diamonds from Sierra Leone First I took the academic route and wrote a paper Yo, was like, man, that stuff's too deep So make it safer, so I I made it artistic and put it in a poem. Y'all was like, you ain't been on that jam, so go home. So I made it simple, as could be in a rap. I even went down south and caught the looter track. But for some of y'all, this is still too dense. Might as well be talking another tongue like French. Parce que tout le monde sait, je parle la vérité. Je vois tout le monde liberté pour Congolais. I say this in hopes that y'all stand up and act. Cause if you silent on the Sudan and the Congo Jack, when they come and break your women, who gon' have your back? So welcome to the Congo, here's your passport back. 
with your help, I know we'll get free someday. Congo for the Congolese to the moon VA. Yeah, man, you know what I'm saying? Oh, man, man. Hold up, hold up. Oh, Young Maya, that's right. What a Lamoon BA. Welcome to the Congo. What a slay a slay. You know, oof. I don't know, man. I don't know. Tell me, folks. I see you online, but you're not calling. You're probably freezing out there. But I can see you online, so I know you're listening. So talk to me. Is Rick Warren and Ben Affleck that's going to help Congo? What's going on? My God, I have another email out here of someone saying, Hey, you know, we like how you put in those little songs that, you know, kind of like, you know, up-tempo that would do a congo and stuff like that. Can you play it one more? I mean, it's the, this is the email. It's the holiday season, and we really like how you come in and out with some music, and you play from the, from the, um, the young generation. Can you play that song again that you played before, something about Lingala? Um, it has a strong beat. I'm like, what's up? What? I'm trying to figure out. Oh, well, let's go back to the audio. Hold on for a second. Ladies and gentlemen, I believe it's Nalingala.
those are directions I want to go. And I really want to remind people that, yes, I am Congolese. It's in my blood, it's in my spirit. But I want to make sure I give you the news as the news needs to be given. Not with ranting and raving and, and pointing fingers. No, no, no. Not with blaming people. No, that's not about blaming. Like, well, it's their fault. It's their fault because if you remember what I've said from day one, if those backstabbing, spineless, no authority, no backbone Congolese like Wamba Diawamba, Dempelche, Bemba, and those guys, Onusumba, if those guys didn't help the people of the Ugandan military and the Rwandan military in the first place, we wouldn't be in the situation that we are now. Particularly that general whose name is Casey, I think he was in charge of 36 infantry. But you know what? I want to tell you something. No, I'm going to hold off. I'm going to hold on. I'm going to hold on. I'm going to hold on for our special show uh, at the beginning of the year. A lot of people have heard about RCD and things like that, but I don't think people know how RCD was formed. We're going to talk about that when we come back after uh, the new year. Also, I'm going to see if I can, can uh, play some segments from our film, Once Upon a Time in the Congo. We finally have everything set, and let me tell you, I'm looking forward to really shooting this piece. I always was, but I think maybe we need that to be the companion piece to give me shelter. If you want to find out what happened to the refugees in, in, during the Congo extermination, go see Give Me Shelter. If you want to see how they ended up becoming refugees in the first place, come see Once Upon a Time in the Congo. So we're going to, we're going to focus on that. Um, I'm definitely going to talk about that more on my um, upcoming weeks, but I really want to get some footage up there and also play uh, an interview with the cast. First, I'm going to try to get his BB Amos, who I talked about last show. But uh, another email, my goodness. Someone's saying, oh, wait, but that's not fair. There's someone saying, no, I'm going to read this email too. Uh, this person is called Lalo. Now, I don't know what that's actually that means, but and they're saying here that you're playing uh, all this music and you haven't played any Kanye West and he talked about diamonds and blood diamonds. Yeah, he did. I played a little while ago. Another person's writing back saying, that was a little while ago. You know, we only have a few minutes left. Can you at least play that for us since you're playing these theme songs? Okay, I will. Um, let me see if I can find Kanye. I think he's over there by the, uh, over there by the uh, window looking out just in case you know, and Kunde come, comes down Figaro and Broadway, come looking for me. He's so, uh, Kanye West, come here for a second. Um, you have a listener here that wants to hear a little bit of your cuss, so if you can do me a favor, please uh, bless the microphone. Thank you. Diamonds are forever. Let's dedicate this to Akinlana. She's out there in New York. Like Ike, you can still throw your rocket for the diamond tonight. Because 
Throw your diamonds in the sky if you feel the vibe. The rock is still alive every time I rhyme. I got it from here, yeah, damn. The chain remains, the gang is intact. The name is mine, I'll take blame for that. The pressure's on, but guess who ain't gonna crack? <laughs> Pardon me, I had to laugh at that. How could you alter when you're the rock with your balls? I had to get off the boat so I could walk on water. This ain't no tall order, this is nothing to me. Difficult takes a day, impossible takes a week. I just missed in my sleep. I sold kilos of coke. I'm guessing I could sell CDs. I'm not a businessman, I'm a businessman. Diamonds are forever, and so is the Congo. If you hear me out there, let me hear you. That's what I want to know. That's what I want to know. You see, this how I have some fun. You mix it in, we can be enlightening, and we can be entertaining. That one, that segment right there, that song right there was dedicated to Akinlana Boros out there in New York working her three jobs. And I don't know how she finds the time to listen and correct me with a little emails. This is how you properly spell Mary Mekiba. <laughs> so... So, again, that's, that's dedicated to Akinlana Boros, Diamonds Are Forever, and so is she. Now, we have 17 minutes. My goodness, now I'm seeing, no, folks, we cannot make this into a radio station that's playing music all the time. But, you know, we can have our fun. But, again, uh, and has a question and answer here, too. Rick Warren is someone who wrote a strong book about what you can do in life. At the same time, Rick Warren is more concerned about and more interested in seeing the good in somebody Instead of looking at the bad, we don't know if he's saying any, if he said anything to Kagami and Kagami's not listening to him. We don't know if Rick Warren is dismayed and is very unhappy with what Kagami, I can't read his right, okay, Kagami is doing. But let's at least give him the benefit of the doubt that maybe he is speaking on the situation and he has informed him spiritually in that what you reap what you sow. Wow. That's from Marion. I can't. He's loud cast. Marion from Arizona. Marion from Arizona. Was that Marion? Hey, thank you. That's deep. No, that is serious. That is and that's true. And I believe I said it earlier during our show that we don't know what Rick Warren said to uh to um Kagami. We don't know what President-elect Barack is saying to Rick Warren. We don't know that. We're not there. I'm not there. I don't have a wiretap there. I don't have any bugs there. I don't have any friends. No, we don't know. So I always want to quantify by telling people that, look, we can only say what we know, and we can only speak on of what we see, but we don't know everything. So as I'm talking here, there may be a discussion with uh, President-elect Barack and Rick Warren along the lines of, hey, look, you know, you've done some spiritual work with Kagami. You need to inform him that, you know, spiritually he's, you know, spitting in the face of God and his faith by conduce, conducting the murdering of so many people. We don't know that. And Rick may be saying back, you know, I have tried to speak to this guy. He doesn't want to listen. We don't know. So let's give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm just very disappointed based on what I do know. You know, does that make sense to you? Thank you. I hope it makes sense to you guys. So... As for Mr. Affleck, I'm looking forward to meeting him one day. I believe we will definitely cross paths, and I'll definitely give him love. I think sometimes, though, when people do these things and you point out to them, hey, look, you know, we appreciate what you're doing, but you're not really saying the right message, but either very receptive saying they're still learning what's going on, still want to know what's happening, or sometimes they're very, like, you know, you know um, arrogant 
thinking that, you know, well, this is my thing and I'm directing this thing, you know, so this is the story I'm telling. If you don't like it, tough. Kind of like that lady who did, what was that movie documentary that came out a little while ago that has to do with the women being raped in Congo? Oh, someone call in, 646-595-2892. With that answer, it came out, oh, I can't remember. But this lady was getting awards here, awards there for her documentaries on HBO, and nothing was ever said um, in the documentary that caused any movement like Dalfur had. And that's the question. Why is it Dalfur was getting so much press from the celebrity and stuff like that, where, where there's about 200,000 dead, versus DRC Congo, where there's like 8 million dead? Now, you've noticed, have you ever noticed, here's something that makes you go, hmm, that Arsenio used to do. They talk about 200,000 killed in Dafur, I believe they said that, and about a million two displaced. But when it comes to Congo, they'll say seven, you know, they'll say 5.4 million dead, mostly from starvation and um, not able to be, be able to get medical attention. They're like, um, what's that word I'm looking for? They're almost minimizing the number just by saying, well, you know, it was uh, six million died, but they weren't outright killed. They were just, you know, they just starved from lack of food or died because they bled to death because they couldn't get to the hospital that was destroyed by the rebels, the rebels who were being supported by uh, Nkunda, and Nkunda was being supported by Rwanda. It's, it's never along those lines. It's always 5.4 million de- dead, mostly from, from disease and starvation. Am I missing something, people wonderland? What do you mean mostly by death? Death is death. Let me break something down to you because, you know, you know, we always bring out we our little historical stuff, all right? Let's bring it down. I was watching the BBC where they're talking about the Nazis, you know, the Nationalist Socialist Party, Hitler Party, and how they occupied Germany. And they're talking about the, 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 the ghettos. And I'm not trying to be funny. I'm talking about, they're talking about the ghetto, Warsaw, most places. Um, you know, the ghettos within Warsaw, what have you. Anyways, I may have that wrong in terms of the name, but... I think hopefully my listeners out there can correct me or whatever, but I'm focusing on what's going on. And I remember, if, and bear with me if I recall this, 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 this uh, chain of events, this sequence. They would, I, they would have the, the Jews live in a particular city. You'd be safe there, you could stay there, blah, blah, blah. Then they would fence, they will build a fence around the city, or a wall, but a fence around the city, basically making them prisoners within the city. And they'll bring in bread, bring in food and stuff like that. Then eventually they will start charging them for the food that they were giving the Jews that was trapped in these cities, like in Warsaw. Then eventually they will start, they ran out of money, so they started giving their clothes and stuff like that. And then eventually the Jews had nothing to offer, they had nothing they could give to buy the food. So eventually they start to starve to death. This is on the BBC, the Nazis. I don't have the exact wording, but that's the sequence of events. But when you talk about the Holocaust, they talk about 6 million being killed during the Holocaust. They're not talking about 6 million, you know, died mostly from starvation. 6 million died mostly from riding the train. 6 million died mostly from, you know, freezing to death. No, they say... Six million died. Case closed. Dafur. First video I think it's going to Dafur. Rwanda. Almost 800,000 were killed by Hutus who want to wipe them out. They don't talk about how many of them people were killed when Kagame was, when Paul Kagame and his RPF was hurting Tutsis and stuff like that towards the militias. They didn't talk about that. They didn't talk about how many were dying from starvation. They didn't talk about how many were raped to death. No. 500 to 800,000 died. Now we come to Dafur. 200,000 died, 1.2 million displaced. They don't talk about how many were starving to death, raped to death, medicated to death because they couldn't get to the hospital. They said dead. So why is it that people want to come to the... You see, again, the game is still being played. The game is still being played. Because they know, they come out and say, I don't know who these they are but that they know who they are because they're listening. These folks who are building their careers, their next government post, their next you know, Ivy League job, their next teaching assignment, their next you know, speaking engagement where they're an expert on genocide. Let me ask this question. How is this Samantha Power is an expert on genocide? What genocide has she stopped? 
What genocide has she prevented? Where is she now? The last I heard of her, she was back with the Obama campaign. The Obama administration is one of his advisors. The last I heard of her before that, he kicked out of it because before that she had called Hillary Clinton a monster. So, where is she, so during her time out there in the exile from the Obama administration, where was she leading the charge on what's going on in Congo? How do you have all these people who are genocide, who are experts on genocide? How do you become an expert on genocide? This is what you say. Group A is the majority. Group B is the minority. Group A basically wants to wipe out Group B. There, I'm an expert on genocide. You, I'm always wanting to know how is somebody, we have today Samantha Powers on the air. She is an expert on genocide or genocide expert. Okay. What genocide has she prevented? She's so, she's so friendly with Rwanda. They thought she was Rwandan at one point. Come on now. Come on. When was she out there marching? When was she out there raising awareness? You think she, Is she talking in President-elect Barack Obama's ear about what's going on in Congo? Folks, we have an extermination taking place. What is it going to take? How many more millions need to die? Forget this starving to death and disease. And th- death is death. It really irritates me when I hear people. Don't you get bothered when people say that? My Congolese out there, my friends of the Congolese out there, doesn't that just irritate you? How many women are dying right now because they're raped by 10 guys, left for dead on the road, can't get to the hospital? Why is that death a little different from, from just being murdered? Come on. Just go to all the bunch of mealy mouth cowards out there in D.C., out there in the Bay Area, out there running their mouths talking about their experts on genocide, running their mouths talking about they know what to do. Well, where were you before? It's like those people that die first. Most of these people that were hiding in the closet that had something to say about cartoon in Sudan and die first, you didn't hear their mouths until you started seeing that they came on horseback, shaking hands with the devil. Well, that's Rwanda, but the same thing, same principle. So tell me those folks, those die for movement people out there, how many lives have you saved? Tell me those folks in Hollywood, my celebrity friends. How many lives have made a difference by, by all the sanctions, by all the legislation? Khartoum looked at you and said, you know what? You can march all you want and do your legislation all you want. And you can boycott all you want. And you can divest all you want. Oil's trading at $190 a barrel. We're getting our money. Forget you. So I'm not saying don't do what you are doing. Don't do the movement. What I'm saying is that we have to stop just doing a movement and say I'm marching. We need to start seeing results like apartheid or the civil rights with the bus boycott or Cedar Chavez means the boycotts out here in the, in, in the West Coast. We need to stop saying this, 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 and making a little documentary showing a bunch of Africans starving to death in some place living in these discrepant quarters. We need to start talking the truth, and we need to start quantifying because where is all that money, all that millions of dollars that George Clooney and his father raised, Don Cheadle raised, when John Pendergast raised, where is all that money? Where is it all benefiting the people of Darfur? I'm not talking about those that raised the money. How have we made a difference? People, 646-595-2892, or you can chat with me. That's what I want to know. How are we making the difference? How do we know we are making a difference? Someone asked me in our last program, how do, we know you, how do you know asking me that you made a difference? And I said, I don't know. Unless someone gets on the air and says, I heard this broadcast from this, from this guy inside, a fellow Congolese you know, who was talking about what's going on. And people brought that up here. Unless I hear something like that, I don't know. But I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to stop. But I'm not going to be consumed by what's happening because I won't be able to function. We have to be analytical, look at the scenario, and bring the word of the truth of what's going on in a way that those that don't know will know and those that do know will be embarrassed that they haven't opened their mouth to tell people what's really going on. How many folks have died in Eastern Congo and the Kivus since my last show? How many have died in this hour that we've done? Crawling to a hospital that's not there anymore. A woman crawling back to her husband after being raped, but he's not there because he's dead in the bush. A young girl looking for her mother and father, but she doesn't know where they are because she's in some rebel camp within Kunda or the FDLR or those little Rasta cowards out there in Eastern Congo, far away from where her family is, 
of that young boy who was in a refugee camp until Nkunda and his boys came in and took him and said, you're going to be a child soldier, not a militia. All those fake Maimais, not Pediri's Maimais, General Pediri's Maimais, those fake Maimais. How many of them going through right now? A young woman has died. We got four minutes left. What are we going to do, folks? What are we going to do? Let's close out this show. It's hot in Mexico. Hot down there in Miami. So let's dedicate, let's play this song for the young girls out there. It's by Alejandro Fernandez, Homer Estrella. It's about how he lost his loved one. He's going to close out our show. Folks, you have a safe week. Have a safe weekend. In the Northeast, stay warm. You have a great week. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. I believe Hanukkah is being celebrated soon, if we're not in the midst of it right now. Next week, 2.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, we're going to broadcast live. I love this song. The beat reminds me of some rumble from back home. Alejandro, I want you to do that song dedicated to the ladies of Congo. Hanukkah, we're closing out the show, folks. Make it different, make it different.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.